Steel Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's the end of the week. And it's time to recap that and celebrate the week that was. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. And I'm Dave Schofield. That's right. The dynamic duo is back. We're here to talk about all these things that happened this past week in Steelers land, which is, yeah, Brian, this might be the most dead week of the year. But if anybody could lift it up, it's Steel Curtain Network, part of Fans First Sports Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs and all of your everything needs. So make sure you check us out wherever you download your favorite podcast. Yeah, not an exciting week that was, but it was a holiday week. Get it? It's also the time when the NFL players and the coaches are revving up, getting ready for the regular season, but they are getting those last gasp vacations in as well. And that's why you don't see a lot of movement across the landscape of the Steel City football team and the NFL. But you know what? We can go ahead and look at anything that was put out and make it news, Dave. Exactly. And maybe you took the week off because honestly, Brian, you were in the woods. I was on the sand. That's where we spent this past week, and now we're coming together right at the end to say, hey, for those of you that might have been like us, let's see if we can catch you up if you just kind of tuned out from everything. Now, we can't exactly tune out, can't we, Brian? No, and we never are because this is a 365-day-a-year labor of love, and you know, when you love something... You always put time into it, whether it's a holiday or not. And just like my family, I've got a black and gold family and I've got a steel curtain network family and they need attention. Yes, they do. So we better dive right into this because can't wait. No, we can't wait to actually get this done. So let's start where we normally start. And that was last Sunday, the first Sunday in July. The really only thing that we had there, 10 Sundays left until game days are back. That's and what Steelers, that really went down. And Steelers Nation Unite put out a, a really nice, nice tweet on that with pictures of fans getting ready. All I say is 10 days, let's go. But I have one more thing. Where's Kylo Ren in those pictures? I know. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not, well, remember they won't let me even wear the helmet into the stadium anymore. Thank you, Miles Garrett for using it as a weapon and giving him that idea. Uh, yeah, I don't really uh, appreciate that very much, but, uh, yeah, that's all right. I mean, really it's can't wait. Yeah. I, I, I want to see, yeah. I want to see a picture of big bro Sco wolfing down a dog <laughs> with yeah, mustard well, on his chin. Yeah, well, hey, big bro, he's going to be at training camp. He hasn't given me the day yet, but we'll get that out there and let people know. Training camp, he'll be at some games. I'll be at some games. Uh, really getting excited for the season. But you know what? I, I just want to see the Steelers back in action. And if we want to see him back in action, the only way to do it is to keep moving forward day in and day out until they get back to training camp. We're in the right month. We got to get there. But that was really it for Sunday is, hey, 10 more to go. 
Monday, my goodness, you want to talk about a down day? You're the day before a major holiday. Yeah, that was really nothing going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But one place you know you're always going to get some stuff is from the Steel Curd Network and on the editorial. Eh, maybe I'll get this out right. Editorial side. We had an article at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. By one Jeff Hartman, where he highlighted some NFL power rankings. It was an ESPN article that high, that was ranking rosters, the, the roster of every team. I'm trying to, trying to see here. I think it was, okay, I don't know one of the two guys, but I probably should. The two people that that rank these are Mike Clay and Seth Walder. Do you know either of those people from ESPN there, Brian? Absolutely not. I mean, ESPN just fired everybody. So <laughs> that these was guys last were working week. in the mailroom. <laughs> yeah. They were probably working in the mailroom. They're like, hey, yeah. uh, hey, Seth, you know, no, now, you see, just go ahead and, and write an article. Seth Walder is one that I've I'm not overly familiar with, but have have heard before. But uh this okay, might Mike just Clay, be me. Uh, put down that mop and write an article. They can <laughs> I don't want to I, no, I don't want to I don't want to insult these guys, but maybe I should after I see where they put the Steelers. All right. I don't want to because, insult um custodial engineers either, no. actually. So where were the Steelers? They were they were not how do I say it? They were not in the top in the bottom half of the NFL. They were on the cusp of the postseason. Because how many teams make the postseason in the NFL? 14. That's where the Pittsburgh Steelers ranked. Now, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more AFC than NFC on the on the entire list ahead of them. But that's where the Steelers came in on this list. They were 14th. They talked about uh where they where they were um strongest. They had an edge rusher. They said their weakest unit was inside linebacker, meaning off-ball linebacker. I could totally see why they would say that. They had an X factor for this year. They had George Pickens. You know, some of this analysis was, was pretty good. They had a non-starter to get to know, and they went with Nick Herbig and talked about his, his college stats. But what's interesting, you know, you think 14th, that's not bad. That's right there on the cusp. That's where you can still surprise people. But listen to the AFC North. This is how the AFC North went. It was Cincinnati Bengals were fifth. Cleveland Browns were ninth, then Baltimore Ravens at 11th, and Pittsburgh Steelers at 14th. You know what? Great. Keep doing that. I And I'm going to say this. You, everybody knows that listens to our shows, knows that I say, keep on ranking the Steelers low. Fuel the fire. Yeah. Put the chips on the shoulders. I always say chips on shoulders. You know, do that. Because these guys know they're better than that. People in the 412, people in Steelers Nation know that they're better than this. And national media, Mike Clay and Seth Waldron, you know what they're doing? They're looking at scouting reports. They're looking at ledgers. They're looking at this like it's the stock market. And it's, go ahead. It's July. You can go ahead and write, it's the stock market. But you cannot put the heart that beats in the chest of the black and gold on paper. Hey, I love 
the fact that the Cleveland Browns are up there, I kind of don't think they should be ahead of the Baltimore Ravens because when you put the Baltimore Ravens on the field and the Cleveland Browns on the field, you know, you just have bigger names because they were drafted higher. And that's the same thing against the Steelers too. When the Browns draft that high all the time, but they still haven't gotten the output like Cincinnati has, then you're just looking at bigger names that have not produced. So go ahead, keep on doing it. But we know where Cleveland's going to be at the end of the year. And the thing is, that's what goes with these power rankings. I mean, come on. It's the dead season. What else do you expect people to do? They're producing content, doing what they can. I I totally understand that. But my thing is, you want to talk about power rankings of the roster. Sometimes I think this is paralysis by analysis. Because right now, if you put the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns on a neutral field, you mean to tell me that the that the Browns are you would put them higher than the Ravens the, the, to win the game? Not only that, you know what team they have in between them? They've got the New York Jets. Yeah, but this and is why this because is because of one Aaron Rodgers. Well, and they say, but the, to me, this is part of the whole idea of saying this is the roster. But just because you have the roster doesn't mean you can put it together. And that's why sometimes Steelers Nation don't do, do not properly appreciate that aspect of their head coach, Mike Tomlin. That does he always make the right calls in game and everything like that? No. But my goodness, he can he can get things going together that you can't imagine and we didn't and for so long we didn't see how much he kept that team together with uh the the you talk about the killer b era i mean that's probably a guy that's how mike tomlin probably lost his hair you know he doesn't have the hair the great exquisite haircut that he had when he first started coaching probably because of what he had to deal with um, with, with those players. And we saw how it fell apart. And you're like, wow, they actually kept that together for a long time. So we've talked about that a good bit. Anything else you want to say about it, Brian? No, I mean, bring it on. We'll, yeah. we'll see. I mean, you know what? I'm, I will say something else, Dave. And yeah. it's the fact that you have this team that when you look at 2022 as a whole, you look at two and seven. And you also, if you're going to go ahead and say, hey, they, they've improved at the end of the season, you can say that, and people are saying that, but they're looking at it as a whole, as a 9-8 and eight season, and now a lot of them are thinking, oh, they could be 8-9, and nine. they could be 7-10, and 10. they're not going to improve. But everything they've done with that roster just in yeah. the offseason, it, it screams improvement. But it's got to be put together on the field. These power rankings are going to look a whole lot different week four. And if the Steelers get off to a fine start, they're going to backtrack. And then there's going to be guys that say, ah, I knew it all along. But right now, they don't know it because they don't know what we know. Yeah, well, and, and there's something interesting. I don't know if you listened to uh, the yet to the Steelers preview, which we weren't usually are on the show, but we had um, Big, Big G and Tate Boys were on with Jeff. And something that, that Big G said got me thinking. I'm like, what he said was true for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
but it's not true for every team. And that is you don't make improvements through free agency and the draft like the Steelers did this past year and they, and expect them and, and where, where they end up not being as good. That happens to teams all the time. In fact, that happens to the Cleveland Browns all the time. Just because you improve the players on your roster does not mean that your team is better because it's more to it than that. And there are teams, there are franchises that you don't want to put fuel on the fire. The Pittsburgh Steelers is one of them. Let them play with the chips on the shoulders. But you want to know who another one is that I don't that, that I don't want to see them playing with a chip on their shoulder? That's the Baltimore Ravens. I don't want to see them playing with chips on the shoulder either. You know, to, to me, anytime Cleveland's not ranked last, they should be ecstatic. <laughs> but that's just me. I, 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 yeah, you know, that's just who they are. So, hey, you know what? I, I think you love your sound bites and everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's about time, Dave, that you go find 2002 or 2001 and find some Lethon Flowers paper champion. Yeah, yeah, it really is the case. I mean, how many times have the Cleveland Browns won the offseason? They draft high, they got these, got all these players, they would go out and sign people, and it really has only turned into a significant winning record like once in for forever, it feels like. So... And unfortunately, you know, that's the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers played in the postseason, but let's not talk about that one. It's it's still all got to come together. And that's the thing with, especially with, with power rankings like these is you're saying, oh, they have all the pieces. What are they going to do? And to me, if you have the pieces of a 14th place team, to me, bringing them together is what then moves you up into the top 10 or possibly into the top five. That's why you got to go out and play these games. That's why we look forward to training camp and see teams come together. Those are the question marks that we have about like the secondary because it's such a new secondary with the Steelers. How will they be able to communicate and play together and everything? But we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll continue to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers because the Pittsburgh Steelers on Tuesday, they wish us a happy 4th of July. Did you have a happy 4th of July, Brian? I had a tremendous 4th of July. And, you know, I was at a scout reservation. I had a, uh, I had my family um, and my scout family with me. And it was great, you know, and we we celebrated the fourth there we did not do fireworks because you can't do that on a uh, scout reservation but being there and celebrating with the uh, bsa which is the scouting movement it kind of makes you feel good and it uh it makes you know and and just remember how special this country is even in a time when we all, a lot of us take it for granted. And I'm going to remind you every single time. I know this is not Memorial Day, but freedom wasn't free. Yeah. And we're, we're celebrating July 4th, which was a day that gave us the freedom that we yeah. have. And uh, we, uh, we know a lot of people would kill to have the freedom that we have. Yeah. So, yeah, there's so much in life that we 
to take for granted. So you're exactly right there, there, Brian. And I'm I'm sorry you did not get to view fireworks on the Fourth of July if that was something you like to do. I got to have them shot off basically right above my head uh, where we were staying. But it's so interesting because when I saw the the tweet from the Pittsburgh Steelers saying Happy Fourth of July, they showed these fireworks that were just. It was the gold streaks going out with the black sky. And yeah, that's really it's cool. so funny because that's what I would look for with the fireworks. I'd be like, oh, I like it. Black and gold, black and gold. I would, I would, that's what I would point out all the time. Like, oh, there's a Steelers firework. So, um, because I was, as I was watching with my youngest son. So that, I was interesting. Hey, here was something that I didn't know about. Maybe you know about this. This was from Steelers, Ireland that they, they tweeted this out on the 4th of July, that they said, on this day each year, the former U.S. ambassador, Dan Rooney, hosted an annual flag football game at the U.S. Embassy in Dublin. And that 10 years ago, the special guest was Ben Roethlisberger. You know how Did you know about that? that? I never. I don't remember anything with that. And here's another, another thing. Dan did that kind of stuff all the time. It didn't get as much publicity as you would think because it was just like hey you know uh wake up this is the, this is dan rooney's life wake up make football decisions take care of your family and build the brand and build not only the black and gold brand but build the red white and blue nfl brand and you know every day have pride every day make sure that somebody's life is better and it got to the point where he was doing so much. We just talked about taking freedom for granted. Man, everything that this man did was legendary and beautiful. And I, I tell you what, I still miss Dan so, so much. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. That's one of those things that you don't realize what you've got until it's gone sometimes. I, well, let's just say this. Steelers fans when he was around knew how great Dan Rooney was. And then, and let him then know after he was gone, you realize that he was even greater than you thought. So it, that's, that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big legacy. And can I say something too? Mm -hmm. If we don't really realize that R two is pretty darn good. Yeah. But, but ben, he's not Dan when, and he's not yeah. Dan. And when you think about everything his dad did, you, uh, I mean, we bring that up all the time. I, I actually like to cut the guy some slack because he, uh, he grew up in that family and he has the ideals of his father. Huge shadow, huge shadow. Yeah, because so many people really want to want to credit Art Senior, who we'll get to at the end of the week. But it, this team did not become the greatest franchise in professional sports until Dan Rooney stepped in and took over some things. So I, I know. Oh, yeah. I know. So of course, you know, you talk about Ireland, you talk about being the ambassador, you talk about that. And all we want to do is of course, reminisce about the great Dan Rooney. So th there's really no way to stop reminiscing um, unless I force it on us. So we'll take our break. So we'll be right back to finish out the week. that was. All right, Steelers fans. Here we go. We're rolling through on a week that was, and for a week that wasn't very much, man, we've 
sure managed to talk about a lot, haven't we, Brian? <laughs> yeah, and that's what we did. We told you. That's what we it did. Wa- <laughs> it wasn't a prediction, Dave. It was nope. a spoiler. Nope. Nope. All right. So rolling on with the week that, I mean, because seriously, if you're going to shut down stuff for a week, this is the week that, that, that it happens. Why does my family go on vacation this week? Because with, with the rest of of the Schofield clan, although they're not all Schofields because my, you know, my sisters are married, blah, 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 because my, my sister's kids are really involved with a lot of stuff, but they shut down the week, the 4th of July. They don't have the same kind of activities that they have otherwise. And so many different places that I've seen and businesses and whatnot, sometimes they'll just shut down for the week and say, Hey, this is a great time to, to, to take this break. And I feel, I, I wonder if the Steelers facility, how much, I mean, of course, there's always going to be someone there and you're going to have people coming in and working out and blah, blah, blah. But I I wonder how much there was really going on there anyway because of the this week. And who knows? Maybe next week we'll have some more news. But let's let's roll on because really all we all we have is some things like this. How about on Wednesday on July 5th? Happy birthday, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Juice up, baby. Juice up. (laughs) And the reason I get excited about DJ is he's another thing. I think we take Deontay Johnson for granted. Um, this is a yeah. dude that's much more valuable than most f- people think. And yeah, the fans would ride him hard at times, really. It, it's because, I mean, and you got to realize he was the, uh, the third in Mr. Third and Fifth. And mm-hmm. he was a guy that was coming in after antonio brown and we expected him to be him and we saw some we we saw some brilliance out of him but you you throw a lot of things into the equation and you put that big goose egg from last year from touchdowns but with the yardage that he got the touchdowns that that team scored a lot i would love to see the stat of how many that he set up yeah yeah, you're you're exactly right. He's when I go back and watch even highlights or or just try to watch the quick replays of games from this past season at all. Of course, skip the losses. I don't want to watch them. But but you look at him and how many times you actually saw Deontay Johnson coming through and doing something, and fans really do take him for granted. I agree. And another thing that they don't appreciate. If you look at the numbers he put up with Ben Roethlisberger and then what he signed for with his contract, he could have just waited a year and hit free agency and most likely done much more. But he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't interested. I don't know that he wasn't interested. He wasn't forcing the issue of breaking the bank when it came to his deal, when you really think about that. So that's another thing that, that I appreciate about Deontay Johnson. And, and, you know, you just brought up a good point, and I didn't even have this on my radar, but a guy who's a stealer right now only had one touchdown the year he got a big deal from the Chicago Bears, and that's Allen Robinson. I'm talking about the year before he got that mm-hmm. big deal. Now, he was hurt most of the season, only played one game. But we look at these stats, and you want to see certain numbers – but really, look at uh, look at what Juju Smith-Schuster got from the New England Patriots 
after a season where he didn't score a whole heck of a lot, but he put up some nice numbers. And Deontay Johnson would have got a better deal than he did, but it shows that he's a little more of a team guy than a lot of people think either. Also. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, we could probably talk a, a lot about Deontay Johnson, but he wasn't the only birthday on Wednesday on seven, five. We have to remember the great five, seven. And that was Sam Davis. His birthday uh, was also on Wednesday. Yeah. So let me talk about him. When I was growing up in the 1970s, I was born in 1971 and, you know, football cards and all of that stuff. And remember, we didn't even have Fox back then. There are three networks. And then you watched the Pirates all the time back then. You watched the Steelers on Sunday. That is what you did. You could not go and watch a Lifetime movie. There wasn't a puppy bowl. There wasn't anything else. There, there was nothing else on. We didn't even have the we didn't even have cable TV yet. There, there was not that stuff to choose from. So you paid attention to the Steelers, and when you look at a star-studded team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, their offensive line, with the exception of Mike Webster, did not really get a lot of uh, hype. They were not heralded like you think they would have been. You know, guys like John Kolb and Sam Davis didn't make the Pro Bowl. A guy like Larry Brown didn't make the Pro Bowl until I think his 13th or 14th season. You know, but that offensive line kept that team, you know, kept that kept that team going. I think Sam played about 13 seasons for the 13 Steelers. seasons from 1967 through 1979. He is a four-time Super Bowl champion, and let's see, he started 114 games out of 168 in which he appeared, and he started. He did not. He did not start any games in the first two Super Bowl runs um, in the playoffs, but he started all the playoff games and the final two Super Bowls um, of the 70s that the Steelers had in 78 and 79. So. What was his last football game in the NFL? I would probably have to say Super Bowl 14. That would be the Super Bowl. I'd be um I can't remember what years match up with which numbers, but yeah, that it would have to be 14 when I do the math. So that's head. 1970. That's 1979. Yeah, 1979. My yes. parents were at that game. Yeah. My parents oh, I remember were that story. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And and I tell you what, Sam Davis was one of my favorite players too because of the last name. Yeah. And if you know, I would, I mean, it's very hard. I could find any Jersey. I could make jerseys, but it, it's hard to get a custom mm -hmm. Jersey from the seventies, but I'd love to have a number 57 because I'm not one that will put my name on the back of back of a Jersey, but I, I wore a Sean Davis Jersey a few times and wore the, the number 28 because of, you know, I can go ahead and wear a Davis Jersey and not be cheesy. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. You're right. I would, hey, much better to wear the jersey of a player that actually has the same last name as you than to get the customized jersey with your own name. I, I agree with that. But uh, yeah, Sam Sam Davis, 13, 13 years. He passed away in 2019. Hey, here's a, here, here's a good trivia question for you. Where do you go to college? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I get... Well, was it a 
an HBCU team? I'm I I assume it is. I I don't know the college at all. It's Allen is the name of the college. Allen College. Yeah. He is one of four players ever to play from um from there and he's by far the the most successful. Uh the only wow. other one was in the, was in the early 60s was uh, was John Cash. Um also also played and and started a couple seasons um in, in the 60s who did John Cash play for uh I'm like <laughs> you're going to tell Folsom me this prison Johnny Cash the play for Folsom prison yeah. blues baby uh, yeah he he played for Denver is is who is who Cash played for but uh do you know what do you remember what Sam Davis's nickname was oh my gosh i I, I pride myself on knowing this stuff, but yeah. no. Um, according to Pro Football Reference, it doesn't have the word the in front of it, so it's missing the article. His nickname was Rock. Rock uh, Davis. Did not that's know pretty cool. that. Yes, I didn't know that either, but that's my that's my trivia, and I'm sticking with it. All right, so, so here we go. Go ahead. Allen University now is in Columbia, South Carolina, because if you look up Allen College, it oh. says uh, it's a nursing school in Iowa. But I don't think that's it. I did, according, it didn't say college or, or university. It just said Allen. And I'm like, well, I don't know I'm, what to go with. <laughs> when you look at his Wikipedia page, it takes yeah. you to Columbia, South Carolina. Allen yeah. University. Um, looks like a pretty beautiful school, but I've never heard of it. Yeah. But, hey, it gave us the great Sam Davis. So happy hey, birthday, can, Sam Davis. Can I say something else about uh, July 5th? Okay. I mean, this is a this is a big sports fan. This is a guy that has actually we could link him to the Steelers just for the fact that he he uh, was paired up with Ben Roethlisberger in a pro am one year um or in a in a golf tournament and one of my all-time favorites Huey Lewis turned 73. <laughs> and Huey's oh, not right. he's not per- performing now because of uh Veneer's disease and it, it's hard to perform um with your ears and your tone but uh Huey one of my all-time favorites a huge sports fan if you've ever heard Huey in the news do the national anthem at a sporting event it's a cappella and it's breathtaking yes yes it is so well Brian we've managed to uh make this go overly long with no news to even talk about <laughs> we, I tell you what, we should be paid overtime because this is a skill that you can't get everywhere. But if, cause if we move on to Thursday, the only thing that we have from Thursday is a quote from TJ Watt that the Steelers put out on Twitter. It says, soak up as much information as possible. I'm going into my seventh year and I'm still trying to learn. That was from one Trent Jordan Watt. What's that tell you? Attitude and mindset. You gotta get more excited about TJ not getting complacent. He's not going to stop until he gets to the top. And, I, you know, there's something that we did not put in here that actually did come out at the beginning of the week, and I'm going to bring it up here. J.J. Watt put out, I, mean, I guess in an interview, mentioned this week one of the reasons why he didn't sign with the Steelers because he almost signed with the Steelers. He was thinking about it. He did not want to take any money away from TJ, who was up for a contract that year. But he, in his mind, that was a team that was definitely in consideration, definitely on the list. 
but he didn't want to uh, do anything to hurt his brother's status. Hey, that's TJ's the man. That's all we got to say. TJ's the man. Keep working. And, and JJ's awesome. Gotta love JJ. Nah, he doesn't wear black and gold, so he's not as cool. I still like him. Yeah, you can still like him, but he's a Steeler fan now. <laughs> he is now. Yeah, he is. Hey, uh, on Friday there was a pretty cool video uh, that we have. It's 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 in the article at the behindthesteelcurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. It was a video of Najee Harris training on the beach. Now I was just at the beach, and I'm looking at him do this in the sand, and I'm like. I don't know if there was ever a point in my life that I could even begin to consider attempting to do such a thing. Did did you watch this with the with yeah. the ball and everything? That that was crazy. Uh Naji, he's always working. He does it in style. And I know we can't do that. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. It's, but it's he's always working, stuff. Dave. He, I, I know I, his videos like that always intrigue me. But he didn't, I didn't, I don't know if he shared it or whatnot this i got this from the steelers that's where, is where we is where we saw this so uh that's pretty i, I don't know where the, if they stole it from Najee harris or not but uh i just thought that was pretty cool some of these guys they just um i, I it, it was really weird listening to uh here we go the Steelers show and it not be one brian anthony davis on there this week as jeff hartman filled in but KT Smith talked about it on there where he said, you know, they they had some some NFL quarterbacks, but they were guys that are like second, third on the depth chart. And he says they're coming out there and yeah, it's the yeah, other in shorts, but they are making the most amazing precise throws you'll you could imagine. And these guys aren't even starters. That just goes to show how elite and crazy athletic and skilled these players are that we sometimes take for granted. Yeah. I just fantastic. And we talked about how these guys are vacationing right now. I mean, he might be on vacation, but he's still taking he's time working like to, crazy. <laughs> I mean, and we talked about that. Can he pick it last week? You weren't on the show with me, but right before the man's wedding, what's he doing? He's working. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's working. He's yep. not going to the Taylor Swift concert. He wanted to, but his priorities were, you know, I've got this wedding coming up. I've got a, I mean, I've got to get that big giant ice centerpiece. That was actually awesome. And the food mm -hmm. around it looked awesome, but he was working. Najee's working these guys. And then you have TJ Watt come out and the story we just had saying, I'm in my seventh year. I keep learning. That means nobody on this team is getting complacent. So go ahead and rank the roster where you want to rank the roster. But once again, this just epitomizes what I said, epitomizes heart and soul of this team and the fact that they are driven and you cannot put that on a spreadsheet or a power ranking. Amen. <laughs> that, and you know what? They're part of the greatest franchise of professional sports. Who on Saturday they celebrated a birthday? It was 90 years because it was July 8th, 1933, is when the Pittsburgh Pirates became an official NFL team. They became the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1940. 
and it was 90 years celebrating with, with Steelers history. It took a long time for this franchise to become relevant. And boy, did they become relevant. But uh, there's there's a lot of – I don't know uh, I don't know a single Steelers fan that can say they've been a fan from the very beginning um, because 90 years, that's a long time. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, definitely – a long time, and I'm sure there were fans from the beginning, but let, let me just say this. 90 years from now, when we're celebrating the anniversary of the great Pittsburgh Maulers, <laughs> we could just say I was there from the beginning, even though it, it, this wasn't the beginning. 1984 was the beginning, and I was there. I was 12, but I was there. I even followed the draft. When they took Mike Rozier number one overall Heisman Trophy winner, so it's one of those things. Not many people are going to be able to say it, and ninety years from now, I'll be dead. So um, unless I get that Green Mile thing going on and uh, live until I'm a hundred and thirty uh, something, but oh my gosh, hundred! Oh, I can't do math. But all I'm trying to say is uh, I won't be able to brag about that. But yeah, we can't have people talking right now about what it was like that long ago when the pirates first came out and played. But I will just say this. We have a lot of people that talk about the fifties and sixties and can do that. And it's really interesting. They, if they got through those years, they would have, if they could have, they would have been able to get through those, those 1930s. So when the Maulers throw up a bunch of championships, I'm going to brag that I was there. See, well, I you went a completely different route with this than what I thought you were going to go. I thought for sure you were going to say, and 90 years from now, when the Pittsburgh Steelers are celebrating their 96th Super Bowl victory, <laughs> that, 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 that people will be saying, no, no. Who, who knows what what will be in another 90 years. And you just think back 90 years ago when the Steelers started off, how much the world has changed, how much everything is different. It's kind of hard to, to look at that going forward, but uh, th this is a fantastic franchise. It all started then and it, it took them. It took a while to get going, as I said, but man, they're a great one. But if you were there from the beginning, then kudos to you. You were a diehard. The people in the stands were diehards. And still, I will say this about baseball, football, all that. When you see highlights, the black and white highlights and all those people wearing suits, Seriously, I would love to wear a suit to the game. I, yeah, I know exactly uh, what, what what you mean there. So, all right, so we've got one more birthday from Saturday. We've got one more birthday. Oh, someone shared a birthday with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, and sometimes I wonder if uh, his birthday is more celebrated than that of the franchise, because this guy is. Every time not as old as the franchise. They had not 19 as old. years on him. <laughs> not as old. But when you talk about this player that we're about to talk about, and I've had the pleasure to not only meet this guy, but be roasted by this guy. And when you have, when you talk about probably one of the most, the biggest personalities ever for a Pittsburgh Steeler, it's Jack Lambert. Yeah. 
Yep. You got to remember there. I don't remember a lot of lines from hall of fame speeches, but you got to remember that one. If he had to, if he was able to do it all over again. Damn well, I'd be a Pittsburgh. (laughs) You, you know it, you know it. So, uh, we we could go for another 45 minutes just talking about uh, Jack Lambert. But you know what, Brian? That was the week that was. Black and gold style. Steel Curtain Network. Get it.